accomplishing more with less stress? Yes, please. Today, I'm talking with Cassie Kitzmiller about kingdom principles of multiplication, and she'll explain that in the episode, and how they apply to our lives and businesses as Christian entrepreneurs so we can actually experience the growth that God intends for us. You're going to want to stick around for this really great conversation. Hey, Mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work-at-home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mama with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. I'm Alexia. So it is getting to be the end of the year. And with that comes everybody talking about reflecting back on the year and planning for 2023, which is great. As entrepreneurs, we definitely need to have a plan for the business that God has given us. But with all the goal planning and reflecting comes also a lot of new age talk. I'm sure you've heard it around around all of this and aiming for whatever serves you and vision casting and setting big money goals and things like that. But we are Christian entrepreneurs. So what about keeping God at the center? How do we keep our focus as entrepreneurs, not on whatever we want, whatever we think, but actually involving God in that process? That's why recently I did a training inside of the free Facebook group um, that is going to prepare you, your heart and your mind to focus on God and see the work that he's been doing in your business this year and where he's leading you as you head into 2023. So this is going to give you that reframe that you need to be able to focus on God before you go into any type of goal setting session. And it's just really powerful to look back and remember who brought you here, what he's been doing, to see if you've had a ton of success, to recenter yourself and remember, hey, while I am experiencing the success, I am not the one who brought me here. God is the one who brought me here. It's like in Deuteronomy, when they're crossing the Jordan, it's like you you have to remember that God brought you here. It was not you or you will fall. And if you didn't see a lot of success, well, I assure you through the training, you'll see that you did see success. It just may not be the way you were thinking. So I really wanted to do that training so that it could reframe you and help you get yourself focused on God before you start planning goals and things. So if you're wanting to keep your heart focused on where God is leading, then head on over to the group by going to mamawithacalling.com slash community. And it's under guides at the top. I'm going to leave it up until January 1st. So you can have time to do it whenever you've got free time. Again, mamawithacalling.com slash community. So before we get to today's episode, I wanted to give a little disclaimer of sorts. So I'm talking with Cassie Kitzmiller about money mindset and I got so excited in our conversation because this is something that I'm passionate about. It is on my heart. I am working on a Bible study for you guys about this because it is just something that God's been speaking to me about for a while. And I've been, 
I guess, burdened by the misinformation out there and just how it's all gotten twisted, especially for entrepreneurs. So I got so excited in this interview, though, that I talk so fast in some parts that I can't even really understand myself. So I just wanted to apologize for that ahead of time. But we also also wanted to say we go into some deep topics and you may have some different theological opinions, but that's okay. This is about having a conversation. So I want to encourage you to have an open heart and mind as we dive in to this very important conversation. It is such a good one. There's a lot in it, but it's worth every minute of it. So let's get into this conversation with Cassie Kitzmiller. All right. Thank you for coming back to another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. Today, I have Cassie Kitzmiller on the podcast with us. Cassie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to uh, dig in here. I'm so excited. So I've been following Cassie for a while and I saw that she had this new book called Multiply come out. We're going to talk about this, but I was like, I must have her on the podcast because money mindset is something and like kingdom money mindset is something that I just can tell is not right in the way we're talking about it and the way entrepreneurs are thinking about it and just people in general. And so I asked her to come on the podcast today. So a little bit about Cassie. She is author of the book Multiply. She is a community builder and business coach for Christian entrepreneurs. She's also a homeschooling mom of three boys and loves helping Christian women uplevel their faith, their family, and their income at the same time. That sounds awesome and perfect for the audience here. Um, and I, I'm also a homeschooling mom. So there we go. Um, so let's get started, Cassie. So can you tell us a little bit about just who you are and, um, and what led you to write this book, Multiply? Yes, absolutely. So I am an interior designer by trade. I, um, tell the story where I came into school to be pre-med and my boyfriend at the time, now husband was like, you know, you're spending more time decorating the waiting room than you are worried about seeing patients. And I was like, you have a good point there. So I switched to interior design with a minor in business because I'm, I've just loved business. I was just from a little girl. I have always loved the idea of having my own business, having a small business. So I graduated interior design. That was the thing, right? Like that was my best path of my life. I had it all mapped out. I was right on target. I mean, things were going according to plan and the Lord does what he does best. And he, he just said, do you trust me enough to let it go? I said, I think so, Lord, but, but I don't know what that looks like. What does that mean? And he kept telling me it's done, but it's not over. And I was like, I don't, oh, I don't know what that means. So I got pregnant with baby number three and he just, I don't know if you've ever had that point where you're just wrestling, there's nothing wrong, but you just know it's not right. And so I laid it all down. We closed my, I had a couple brick and mortar stores at the time. We closed the final location. And I came home to be a stay-at-home mom for three months before I got bored. <laughs> I made it three months, y'all, three months. And he called me into writing my first book, which was in design. And um, ironically, Christmas tree decorating. We're recording this getting close to the holidays. And he led me from design into coaching his daughters in business because he just showed his heart was for us to be able to give our best to our families first. And I realized, even though I loved what I was doing, I was giving my best to the world and my family was getting the rest. And so he's given me just such a grace to be able to help women, especially moms, um, you know, give their best to their families, give their best to the Lord. And then they're able to serve out of the overflow. They're able to, to serve at a high level out of the rest. That is what the heart is for so many of the women who listen, because that is their biggest 
concern and fear is like that balance. And how do you do both? Because it's so hard, especially when you come out of a career or you're very ambitious and then you try to come home and it's like just to be okay, not doing, but then also understanding that now you're called to also be a mom. It's like, it's such a thing. So I think that's just such a gift. It's Um, an identity, right? It's like, wait, who am I now? If I'm not doing the thing, if I'm not pursuing the goal or fulfilling that part. Exactly. Um, So how did that lead then to you writing this book about multiplication? So as a, when I first started online business, my goal was pretty simple. It was to supplement my income. It was to bring, you know, the additional income back in um, from my brick and mortar job. And just to give me something where I was making a difference, you know, where I was pouring out to others a little bit of that identity outside of motherhood. I loved, love, love, love being a mom. Um, but I just, there was that, just that peace in me, the Lord gave me. And so I started building an online business and he just kept giving me revelations on just his heart for business, as opposed to what the world looks at business like. And so I started looking for resources and following people. Y'all, I spent way too much money on coaching, did all the things they tell you like to do to start a business and build a business. And it just, Honestly, I struggled more with the idea of success than I did with failure. It was like, as a mom, I felt like the biggest thing was if I become more successful, then it's going to take me away from my family. It's going to cost me too much. And so there was about two years there where the Lord just really did a work in my heart where he opened my eyes up to his goodness. And he said, when you grow my way, it's and. You can be a great mom and grow in your faith and build a business. And it was just through searching and through really understanding that idea that he led me to understanding kingdom math. In worldly math, we add more to our plate. If I want to do something else, I need to, you know, if I want to accomplish something else, I need to do more. I need to book more sales calls. I need to have more funnels. I need to have more email, like more, more, more. That's the recipe for burnout. In scripture, he is a God of multiplication. And in the very beginning, he says, this is a blessing I give to you. This is a blessing for your, his, his people is to bear good fruit and multiply it to rule and subdue the land. And so I started digging into multiplication and it was just absolutely mind blowing what is possible when you start looking through the lens of multiplication and especially kingdom multiplication. Um, and so that was kind of the heart of the book, the outline I sat down with Alexia, it was, so, it makes me laugh because I still have the outline. Like what I was going to write was like how to multiply your business, like very like brick, like black and white, like how to, and the Lord just did a great work where he wrote his heart for understanding his ways of multiplying, um, rather than, you know, a boring dry how to book. So it's a really spirit filled, very, um, scripture led book. And I laugh because I'm like, I was learning it as I was writing it. I was like, man, this is incredible. (laughs) This is not a book of me sharing what I know. This is a book of sharing revelation of what I have learned. Yeah. And I've started reading it. I mean, I've been reading it, but I'm going so slow because I'm constantly highlighting and like, and like, wait, what? And so it's so good. And I'm, you know, and I love how, like you said, it's very spirit. Like it's, it's, you're taking principles and applying them from scripture into like, how do we make sense of this in our real world, in our life now? So, um, so explain this idea a little bit more of the multiplication, because in the book uh, you were talking, I just got to the part where you're talking about just adding. And then you're like, no, what does it look like to multiply? Like, what does that look like? So I think this is where really understanding that it is a mindset 
that comes first rather than an action. Um, and if you've done any type of, you know, internal work or coaching at all, like we understand the idea that our thoughts produce the action and our thoughts are based off of what we believe. So when we truly believe that there is an opportunity to grow and increase in scale that doesn't require more of us. That's the first thing is like understanding that we are not required to show up and do more in order to see increase. And I think as a mom and a female entrepreneur, that's one of the hardest things to break um, is that idea that in order to accomplish more that I have to do more, right? Like I have to be doing more. Then it's understanding that the actions that we do, they're not huge shifts. And say, if you've ever seen an addition sign, right? Multiplication is the same thing, just turned on a shoulder just a little. Like we're not having to like do massive things. It's really, how do I look at the same variables and alter my actions, alter the action in the equation to get a greater result? Um, and so I do math in the book. I know everybody's like, I got math. But like, if you take 10 plus 10, you can get 20. If you 10 times 10, same variable, same input, you just switch the action a little bit, you get a hundred, it's a much greater output. And so it's looking at everything in our lives and saying, how can I take what I'm already doing and look at it through a lens of multiplication? How can I look at it by reaching more, impacting more, not doing the same thing over and over again for eternity, but creating systems, creating relationships, creating frameworks for multiplication. It sounds awesome, right? Like it sounds so amazing to just be able to do that. But obviously as entrepreneurs and just in the world in general, we're, like you said, we're being taught almost praised for adding more and for hustling and stuff. Right. And so, but to multiply, that sounds awesome, but you're, I mean, I heard you say some things like building relationships, serving. So what are those things that really allow it to actually happen? So one of the things I think is actually identifying the mindsets that keep us in addition mode, because it is programmed. It is absolutely culturally programmed into us. We face a very real enemy. He doesn't want us multiplying the good things of God, right? Like he wants us getting burnt out, worn out, distracted, all the things. So there are mindsets that keep us in addition mode. Um, one of those I call them the, like the lone cowboy. Like I have to do it all. I have to be a success. I have to figure this out. Like who, like we're weak somehow if we rely on help or if we ask for help. Um, and I grew up in a traditional home in which it was like we were independent. Like everybody, you know, you had to take care of yourself, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of thing. And I think especially in Western culture, there's a lot of that idea. Like if I rely on somebody else that I'm not really successful, it has to be based off of just like what I can do. Absolute, like not at all scriptural. We are the body of Christ. We are supposed to come together and rely on each other. Um, so, and especially as, as women, right? Like we were just built for community. It's what we were built for. Um, so breaking the lie of the lone cowboy. Another one is the illusion of lack. And I think this is probably one of the biggest ones that keep us limiting what's possible. We believe in lack. We have been processed to believe that lack is the reality, whereas really lack is the illusion. If you look at how the Lord created the world, everything that he put his hand on has encoded in its DNA multiplication. Um, trees drop seeds. There's, I mean, in, I'm looking at a um, oak tree in my front yard. One of those blasted trees produces enough seeds to like plant a whole forest. Like I have so many acorns. It's coded in every aspect of creation. We as people have been given the blessing to bear good fruit and multiply it. So we were made for it. So it's understanding that there is no lack. 
lack is an illusion of the world. Reality is abundance. Abundance is kingdom reality. But we have to learn how to become stewards of abundance. And truly, if you've ever lived through having too much of something, it's a lot harder sometimes to steward abundance than it is to not have enough of something and have to go try to figure out how to get it. Like having too much of anything can be really, really hard to manage. So part of it's a mindset. Then it goes into understanding, like what are the laws of multiplication? And that's kind of the bulk of the book. I've identified seven. There are more in there. And any one of those seven, you could take on like a rabbit trail and go so much deeper with it. Um, but that's probably the the initial piece I would say is just believing that multiplication is our birthright. Believing that we were made to multiply um, and we were made to increase because we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. What's so neat to me is I, a, I just read that part um, about the mindset. That's what this podcast is all about. On um, my podcast, I talk about, a lot about biblical mindset and just shifting the way we think and the way we perceive things. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, I just love how God works because outside of this, like, yes, I had been reading your book, but I hadn't got to that part. And um, on my own, randomly in my other reading, like reading scripture, I was getting to this part where I was two things. One, realizing the part about abundance versus lack, like that. I'm reading Deuteronomy and I just can't, I just can't. I'm just like, Deuteronomy is amazing because it's just so full of like, God wants to be abundant. The promises of God God are incredible. (laughs) And we get more than that. We get more than that in the new Testament. Right. But I just think it's, I, I read it and I'm like, what is like, what has happened to the church and to like, you know, all of our thoughts. So I love that you said mindset. And then the other part that I'm sure we'll get to was about that, um, again, on my own separate, like God was revealing it to me, but just about that we're not supposed to do this alone. And I literally just wrote that down in my journal the other day. I was like, we're not supposed to do this alone. And then you, <laughs> then I got that part in your book and I was like, it's so, so cool. Um, So yeah, cause I just, I just think that our mindset is so hard. It's hard to pinpoint when it feels like it is reality it, it is our truth right it's and what our so- physical eyes see we see lack we see not enough we see poverty we see sickness we we see with our natural eyes um a different story yeah and as i was kind of again like researching this kind of off to the side i it landed on one of the videos from the bible project and he was talking about generosity and abundance and stuff and he was like you know jesus basically kind of the same thing but that you know the way God, everything is abundant in, with God and that Jesus knew, like he saw the abundance, not the lack, because he just was like, we don't have just five loaves and two fish. We have plenty. And it's just like, wait, what? And so just like shifting and, and believing in that. Um, but I think, so what I'm, what I would say too, is that it almost feels like I would say for a lot of people that these thoughts feel biblical. Like they feel like they're good to, to want less, to not have a lot. So can you talk about how that a little bit, like those, I don't know, like how to be okay with it because there's a lot of people. And I mean, I went through this and I'm definitely on the other side, but I went through this for a long time where it was like, it is not okay for me to receive money or grow a business because that's greedy. That's wrong. I shouldn't have. Can you speak about that a little bit? So um, I was just reading this morning. I'd never actually seen this in scripture and the, um, I have an NIV translation and in Colossians, it talked about a warning about false humility. And it just like, you know, some of like words just like are highlighted. And I thought, you know what? There is such a, um, we think we're being humble by not wanting more. We think we're being humble by being satisfied with enough. We think we're being humble by saying, Lord, if I just have enough for me and mine, I'll be grateful. 
And I don't think that there has to be a separation between gratitude and desiring more. The Lord wired in his hearts for people the um, desire for increase. The kingdom knows no bounds. It is always increasing. And as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, like shouldn't we want to be seen an increase in the good gifts of God? So I think the challenge comes from thinking that there is something um, holy or like righteous about being okay with just having enough. When Christ came and you hit on it, he showed people how to live in a way that there is always access to more than enough. And when we can truly make that happen in our brains, we start showing up differently in every area of life. I was just listening to an uh, interview by Craig Hill, who does a lot of really incredible writing and teaching on kind of uh, mindset and money mindset. He's got some great books out there. And he was saying, uh, just touching on this exact topic, I love how this happens. He was talking about how money is out there, right? There's a, there's a, I mean, it's already in the world. It's not like we're like having to come up with it. It already exists. He said, what good does it do for kingdom entrepreneurs to be okay with money, more money getting in the hands of the world than in the kingdom? Are we okay with allowing the principles of the principalities, the darkness, all of that to have more access to the funds that are going to create, you know, change than we are with wanting to give it and gather it and use it for the kingdom? And one of the teachings I talk about is um, a currency converter. I say as businesses, as kingdom businesses, we're currency converters. That's what we do. So we're taking funds from the world system through our businesses and converting them into kingdom resources. And that should get all of us excited. Okay. Yeah. So what's really, what's really interesting about that, of course, is, you know, I was just, I was on Instagram and this is, this is related. So I was on Instagram and I saw this ad for, I don't know who it was. I forgot her name, but clearly it was like, I was like, this lady's doing like law of attraction or manifestation. Like, I don't know what she's doing, but she's doing something, but she was saying things that sounded so close to biblical principles that I was like, I listened because I was taking notes of going, this is, this is the problem because I was listening to her talk about like the spirit, like the spirit want the spirit, something, the spirit wants you to have these things. And, and I was like, but, but she's not talking about the Holy spirit. No, she was not. <laughs> and, and then I realized as I was watching her, she was talking about like, wouldn't it be amazing if you could, and she talked about removing negative, negative vibrations. That's where I was like, okay, she's doing manifestation law of attraction stuff. But I was like, but it's, but it's also biblical. We got to remove this negative mindset. We can't receive what we're blocking. Like we're saying, no, God, I don't want what you have to offer. Like I'm not even allowing, you know, or believing that. So I was like, it's so close. But the other thing that just hit me so hard was that she was talking about and showing how you can do so many good things with this money. And she showed like in Africa and, you know, building a well or digging a well or whatever. And I was like, there there's kingdom. She wealth. gets it. Well, right. I was like, I was like, there's kingdom wealth. And then there's, so then there must be like world wealth. And I was like, kids in Africa are getting clean water from someone not in the name of Jesus. Like Christians are not having that money to then go make that change and say, look, God did this. Instead, it's some woman saying, look what I did. Look how we've amazing. got to get hungry for kingdom righteousness and for doing the good works. And one of my, it's, I think it's a hard story, but it reminds me so much of what you're saying, where it talks about the um, manager who gets like in trouble because he's, he's, it doesn't say that the, um, I need to pull it up first. I don't butcher it. But when the manager finds out or the owner and you know, the landowner finds out that his manager is wasting his resources. It's not that he's stealing them. It's not that he's like being this terrible person. It's that he's wasting them. Mm. 
-hmm. When we look at scripture and we get the parable of the talents, it's the one who went and hid them away Mm -hmm. that the Lord gets on and corrects. He has such a desire. So it says that later on in in the manager story, it says that he, um, you know, he cuts like the debt in half and, and his manager is like, good job, way to go. And, and it says that even the worldly are shrewd and that they use their wealth to make friends for eternal purposes. That is why we should be hungry, not to make money, but we should be hungry to say no more. I'm not going to allow worldly manifestation lady to make a bigger impact in the world and to proclaim a better testimony than me who has Jesus and access to everything available. And yet look at where I'm operating. Look at the realm in which I'm operating. And that's where I think faith comes into such a huge play. Um, Faith isn't one of the laws of multiplication, but it's the overarching belief in all of it. We have to truly believe that God is good that what he says is true, that his promises are for us and not against us, and that we have access to everything we need to walk in it. And when we do that, we believe in that we should get hungry to be able to see it in the world. And that's manifestation, right? I forget what chapters it is, but I talk about manifestation and how the world's got it almost right. Like they're so close and that's why they can hold on and sell programs, you know, because they can show, hey, this works. It's a kingdom law. It doesn't matter if um, you're a believer or not. When you hold on to scriptural truth, we can all operate in them whether you believe or not. That's one of the biggest things that I think believers don't fully understand in today's modern age is that non-believers are grabbing hold of these truths and walking in them better than we are because we're allowing too much gunk to cloud up what the scripture says is true, right? We're allowing religion to kind of put a, um, a shroud or a cloud around what scripture tells us is truth. This is like blowing my mind because I literally just told um, a friend that I was like, there are these spiritual principles. I think there are these spiritual principles. And I was like that God must like because of his character, he will do. And I think these other people are like, they tapped into it. And I was like, and we're missing it. And it was just, it's just so crazy that that's literally. But the they believe it. Now right. they believe it, not because of who God is, but because they believe that there is truth in what they're seeing because they're seeing it walked out. And that's like, when you look in Acts at the new church, it said first he added um, several hundred and then it multiplied. So he, he was through their faithfulness, they were able to show what was happening and it said miracles were happening and people were joining their num- their numbers every single day because there was proof in the pudding, right? Like they weren't just sitting there talking about a good story. They were showing people reality and action and that created a ripple effect that created incredible multiplication. I mean, we're still seeing the fruits of that multiplication today. Like the church is still growing, right? Um, that I truly believe, and this is going a little bit next level here. So, you know, we can put a damper on it. You'll have to calm me down if I get too into it. But I truly believe that we are stepping out of an era of building the church, and we're stepping into an era of preparing for the kingdom. We are becoming kingdom builders. Um, and we are to take what we have learned as the church that so we we're supposed to be as the body and walk that out for the kingdom to come. And that just looks like, I mean, we've got to get a heart for kingdom increase, kingdom multiplication, um, really making that greater impact. I think that so many too, and this has just kind of been a bur- like a burden, I guess, on my heart is that as I read the New Testament, you to see the level of faith they had and how they walked in the spirit and all the things I'm like, we have lost this over time. It's like where we've, and I just keep having this feeling like there's, and I don't want to make it sound 
like God's a genie or something, but it feels like there's like this untapped power or like a, mm-hmm. a, a right that we have that we're not accessing. And it's like the spirit's yes. just been pushed aside. And I'm like this. It, yeah. It's, I just, I love that you wrote this book because it's, it's just like tapping into all those things. That well, and I'm, Paul says, I came not, and I don't want my preaching to be based off of good works, but only on the power of God. And I think we've become a people who are so focused on not that word, the word of God is not good. I mean, that is enough. Like, but we've become so focused on just doing the right things and saying the right things and looking the part, but we aren't truly like getting laser focused and really say, what does it take to experience that power? That power that is promised in the new Testament, that power that Christ told us that was going to give us the ability to do more and abundantly above what he did. Why are we not walking in that? Why are we not seeing that as a reality in our everyday lives? I think it goes back, like you said, to mindset, but I also think that I was, I had this realization. Well, I don't know. I was like cleaning. Normally I feel like God talks to me when I'm cleaning. And, um, and it was like this realization that for so long in history, people didn't question if there was a God, they just, it was like, which God, but today it's like, is there a God like this? And I, and I, I'm a scientist by training. So like, I mean, I, I always said science was understanding what God's already done. Like it's just understanding what, you know, but a lot of people, they, when they see the science, it like debunks, there's no reason to believe in any power at all. And I'm like, that's more dangerous than believing in a different kind of God. And so I feel like that's really a big hurdle that even though we're Christians, it feels like we're kind of crazy sometimes talking about somebody we can't see things that are happening that we're like, no, you don't understand the chances of that lining up. Like, you know, and we're having to walk in that faith like it's in a world that is like you're like I my my boss in grad school would literally say she was like religion is for people who are dumb like if you know anything then why would you have a religion and it was just and I was just like I don't know you know like 22 year old and she's kind of right let's be honest religion itself is what rules religion itself is a set of guidelines religion itself is do's and don'ts and a relationship with the person and the power of Christ, like that's what, it's almost like we've got to debunk religion in all realms, right? Like, and say there is a God and there is the peace of God in person is Jesus Christ. And because I believe in that, look at the power in which I'm walking in. And I think it's that peace right there that allows religion to be separated from reason. It's like, Mm -hmm. if I can see it with my eyes and I'm not seeing results, if you're a scientist and you have an equation and you are looking for a hypothesis and it doesn't happen, that's a broken hypothesis, right? Like if the result is not what you think is going to be, Mm -hmm. it's a broken hypothesis. And honestly, if we're not walking in the power that we say we believe, it's a broken hypothesis. Mm -hmm. And I love that you kind of put that in science terms because That's what I believe that when we believe, when we truly have the mindset of Christ and we say it is possible to walk in the power, to walk and see the results of the Lord working through me and increase in um, healing of the sick, in reaching more people, in um, income growth, however you want to measure it. I think there's a lot of different fruit that comes from it. Then you can say, ah, there's results. There is a result to what they say the equation equates to. So I love that you brought that up because I do think there is, even as believers, it can be hard. Like, I I believe this. I say this, but is the result showing Mm -hmm. what I attest to believe? And I think that's the, I mean, that's kind of like the heart of what I'm doing with the podcast. And I know a lot of other people are doing with their podcasts and, and businesses and things. It's like, 
trying to get people to go from simply, okay, I read my Bible or like even just the conceptual, but like living it out. Yeah. Like, what does it look like? And, <sighs> and, and it's an ongoing we- process, right? It's never, and that's what's so hard. We want it to be a, we want it to be a how-to list, right? Like if I do these things, then I will walk. And that's where the Lord says my verse for like two years. And he keeps bringing it back to me it often is lean not on your own understanding. <laughs> it's literally all your ways on my window. Like, <laughs> it's like, but Lord, I say that I want to be led by the spirit, but yet I still want to understand how. I say that I want to see your power through me, but then I want to be able to figure out how do I do that again, just in that way, right? Like we want to formalize things. We want to process things. And there's a realm of business and and this is a business podcast. So I feel like I can speak to this. There's a realm of business where you have to be wise in the ways of the world. We have to be intentional about setting up the systems to reach more people, make that impact, get our message out, do the things that we know we need to do. But there's also a just as important realm that says, I am going to be okay with not okay, being okay. I'm going to be okay with not knowing. I'm going to be okay walking in obedience when it doesn't make logical sense because I feel like the Lord is telling me to do that. Every rule of business that I have ever told somebody to follow, I've broken at some point because the Lord's like, oh, really? Let me show you. <laughs> every, I feel like I almost can't even give business advice anymore. So I'm going to be like, well, that depends. <laughs> well, that depends. <laughs> the Lord does not work in formulas. He does not work in um, perfect out linear paths, but he has a specific path for each one of us and each listener on this call. And it is unique to you. It is guided and perfectly inspired and led by the Holy Spirit. And it will get you to that point of being able to make incredibly more abundant um, impact and results than you can imagine. I was talking to a friend about this this morning, actually, um, and in talking about the that very thing, like, where's the line of, you know, of combining the two. So there, there is that wisdom. There is being a good steward of the calling God's given you to have a business. So do what business people do. You know, there's just a path. It's like, if you're going to be a farmer and you're going to sow a field, you have to just do things in a certain order. Um, but then there was the part where, and I've been talking about this for actually weeks with friends. Cause I'm just like, but are we like, can we, it should we, you know, apply these spiritual principles of stepping out in faith or, cause I mean, I'm re- you know, we read these stories of great faith, but it's not about business. And, but I'm like, but God's kind of known, I feel like for asking people to do really crazy things, like just even little things. I'm like, why? Like they had to be like, okay. And they go do that thing. Like there's the story of uh, Jesus asking the, some disciples to go find a donkey and what, and I was like, like to go around the corner, you're going to see a donkey and tell the guy. And I'm like, and I, we just kind of read over that. And I'm like, I would be like, you want me to go take somebody's like, take somebody's donkey. How do you know it's going to be there? But they're like, okay. And they just go. And I just think I've been wondering about that and thinking that Yes, if God tells you to do something different than what the world says to do, or there's like 5 million ways to do business, just because you learned it from one person, if God's telling you that's not your way, then that's not your way. And that's okay. Do something different, but being willing to, it's almost like staying with, I don't know about staying within the boundaries of business, because at the end of the day, our success comes from obedience anyway, not from whatever business thing we do. And a lot, I mean, so many clients that come through and just friends they get stuck right there. They're like, but the, but the business says like the business rules are this, but I feel this. And I'm like, then do, (laughs) you know? And it's like, um, yeah. So I love that you, that you brought that up. Um, so in our last little bit here, I wanted to touch, we didn't touch on this very much, but I wanted to on, um, 
community and leaning on each other and, and what that has to do with our multiplication of the kingdom wealth here. Yeah. So building a community is one of the pieces that I feel like is one of the untapped superpowers of believers. And I'm trying to flip to a pit part here of the book. So it talks about it a little better, but when we start to understand that we were built for community as a body of believers, we are a community, whether we truly understand it or not. Um, you know, we were each part of the body of Christ. And you've probably seen this too with people, um, you'll get on a call, you'll have a conversation with somebody. And it's almost like that same ideas in their heads. It's like when you were like, how did been like, how were they thinking the same thing? We have the mind of Christ. And when we connect with a body of believers that share the same mind of Christ, we are able to do abundantly more than we ever could on our own. Um, I jokingly say, sometimes I feel like a pinky, like I'm there and I have a purpose, but I'm not really that strong. Like I just got to do my thing. But when I can connect with a whole hand, I am able to do so much more than I ever could. Um, I've got a coffee mug here and I could hold this for like a little bit with my pinky, but it's not going to be long, right? Think how much more I can do when I partner with an entire hand. And when that hand is connected to an arm, and when that arm is joined to a body and that body is guided by Christ, it allows us to show up as the best pinky we could be, but accomplish more than we ever could on our own. And so many, and this is where I think the enemy has done such a good job, is he is operating, believers are falling into the trap of operating in isolation. We partner with other believers by like sending an email or something. And we're like, Whoa, good job. But there are so many places that I am really weak in business. Like, I mean, there's huge opportunities that, that I would never be able to accomplish things if I relied on my own strength. There are things that I just can't do, or if I try to do them, they're just not good. I mean, it's just not good, but there's somebody else that may be so gifted in that area that by us coming together, whether it's pain, for support, whether it's partnering together and building, whether it's coming together for a season and exchanging services, but she's showing up in her strength. I'm showing up in my strength. And together we are building something that on our own never could have been accomplished. Um, I tell a story and it's kind of like the background of how I think of things. If you were going to try to build your dream house, could you do it on your own? Maybe I couldn't, let me be honest, it would fall apart, but I could in theory, YouTube it, get the magazines like bright, I can figure it out, but it's probably going to take like 80 years. <laughs> it's going to take, and when I get done, it's not going to be the house in my head. It's going to be a sad replica of what could be. But if I hire a team of builders to come in and to show up in their skill set and in their excellence, if I hire electricians and I hire woodworkers and I hire people and they have a common plan, a set of blueprints, they can knock that house out in six months to a year and it could be incredible. That's the power of partnering. We are all trying to build our businesses ourselves and it's going to take us 60, 80 years and it's not going to be the vision that we had in our heads when we started. Whereas if we will say, Lord, you have the blueprints. Who are the building? Who is my building team I'm supposed to partner with so that we can all get this done and accomplish something incredible? I love that. I love the analogy of the building the house too because um, that's so true. And one thing um, to kind of connect it back to what we're talking about earlier a little bit is like when we are honoring, when we are saying like, God called me to this, like, this is my, you know, God called me to do this business. And then I've built a little shack that's in shambles over here. Like I'm representing God, you know? And yeah. <laughs> and it's like, do. <laughs> right. And it's like, that doesn't bring, like when you read in, in the old Testament about the temples and like the, um, the, the mm. glory Excellent. and grandeur yes. of what, and it's just like, 
not this little shack thing. So it's like, it's, it's like not dishonoring God, but kind of like going. And we feel in our spirits, right? You feel that desire to do something worthy of glorifying the Lord. Like, you know, you're like, Oh, right. Right. Um, and I just, that's such a good, I love your hand analogy because that's really, it's true. And and we are sort of programmed, especially in business. It's like, it's a, it's a, you know, don't partner with anybody. It's going to end badly, you know, and more so in online business. So I'm part of a brick and mortar. I have a background in brick and mortar. And even in that realm, there is a idea of I'm going to have my real estate, like my piece of the pie, but I understand because I'm part of this community that there is a bigger pie that if I contribute to, we all increase online, we've been fed the lie that there's a huge pie and I need to be able to claim my piece of it for there to be enough for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think especially online business has opened up such an incredible opportunity that when we come into it with a lens of lack, it says, I have to claim my spot. I can't partner. There's not enough to partner with other people. Um, And in the book, we talk about how you have a negative mindset. Like if you've ever multiplied anything by a negative, it turns everything around it negative. So no matter what you start, if you start with a mindset of, I have to make it, grab it for myself, get it for me, make my own place. Like there's not enough. Everything you touch is going to have that. It's going to have that negative um, connotation. So I love that you brought that out with, especially in online, like Brick and mortar, it, it has its own challenges, but you understand you're part of a community already because you're mm-hmm. in a community. Online, it feels like all boundaries are off and like you're not a part of anything, right? That's so true. I mean, and that's one of the things that I think I've been I've been starting to teach more and more is that it's like when people go online, they like forget how to be human. It's, it's, and it's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> right? like, let's, let's think about like, even just having a business, it's like, okay, if, if your business were in brick and mortar, how would you show up? What would you do now? Just do it online. It doesn't have to be some wild, the wild west over here. And so, yeah, just like realizing that we're all part of a community and we can all support each other. I think that's really If we're believers, if your clients do well, then that just means that there's more funds for them to go out and hire other believers, right? Like there are things that you teach your clients in that even if I showed up and taught them the same things, it wouldn't have the same favor and grace over. They're going to be better getting that from you. But then there's things that I'm going to be able to help them with that you would be like, oh, please, please go see Cassie for that. I don't even want to teach that. Like that is so not in my wheelhouse. But instead we think, oh, I have to teach every, you know, it's like we get, not you. I just say like, you know, there's this like mindset where we have to grab hold of our people and get them because there's not enough of them out there, right? There's this like limited number of people out there buying things. The Lord spoke this and I want to speak this over the listeners of this, this podcast right now. 2023 is a year of abundant harvest. There are more people out there looking for the hope and the light of Christ for something real than there have ever been, I think, in our generation for sure, um, probably in a very, very, very long time. The harvest is great, and we must partner together to be able to bring in a greater harvest. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, as we go into 2023, uh, I wonder, just like the the last thing here, um, can you speak to, because I'm getting ready to do a like planning thing, everybody's looking for, you know, your word of the year and all this kind of stuff. And one thing I think always rubs Christians the wrong way is setting goals that are monetary or like, you know, like (laughs) having some monetary goal. So can you speak to that as like, is it okay to have goals that are that way? Or is it more about just being willing and open to receive whatever God has for you? So I look at um, one of the ways that I look at goal setting, it's fun. We just did a workshop on this um, is I look at growth 
measurement markers. So money for me is a measurement marker of growth. That's all it is. It is not the goal that I'm going for. Um, what I'm going for is a greater impact or reaching more people or making a bigger difference. Like it's the intrinsic part of why you're in business. It's that piece that gets you up whenever you're like, this is ridiculous. I should just go back to, you know, work in my nine to five. Like this is taking too much. The intrinsic reason that you're in business is the goal that you set and then your markers for am I achieving that are growth markers. So it may be audience growth. It could be a monetary sales goal. Um, it could be like impressions, depending on what your like, you know, markers are for, for your business. So setting a monetary goal as a growth marker is incredible because it gives you, oh, I'm increasing in that area. But the bigger goal needs to be reaching more people, serving more, um, making a bigger impact. It's that intrinsic piece. So the growth goal is the intrinsic. The marker is the monetary piece. Okay, well, if I'm reaching more people, then in theory, I should be making more income, right? <laughs> Those kind of correlate. Um, so definitely make those, but understand that it is a marker for growth. It's not what you're achieving going for. Because most of you, while it seems motivating up here, it doesn't equate to motivation in here. It doesn't create a change in behavior or action. It just is something that's like up here, like, oh, I should be doing that. I need to be doing that. Like it's a, um, there's a divide between what you really, like what motivates you to take action and what you are telling yourself you're working towards. So what is that bigger thing that you are really wanting to accomplish with that money? Um, even if it's like something personal, where you're like, I want to pay off um, my car this year. Like my goal is to pay off this payment or credit card or car. Okay, then what are the growth markers? Well, that needs to be a monetary amount, but I'm doing it because I want to do this bigger thing. I love, I love that. And I think that the difference there is that a lot of, I guess, secular coaches or even some Christian coaches, unfortunately, will kind of talk about it as like, it's okay to want that money just because, and to kind of grow the business just for to say you made more, um, but making it about, it's like you're wrapping, it's like wrapping it all in because when you like follow these principles and do those things, it's God will reward you, like reward the work, like watch the work of your hands and it, it will happen. You will have growth. Um, so then it's like, you can assess like, okay, what's not, what am I not doing in the way I need to be doing? Yes. And that's um, a, our whole community is a growth community. We have a growth community and when you are connected to the vine, which is Christ, and you are tended by a good gardener, which is the Lord, you're going to grow. Like growing should be your expectation. We should not question, am I going to grow in 2023? But what we can do is say, how can I see the greatest level of growth that I can play a part in in 2023? And that's where those markers come in. If I'm falling behind on my growth chart, like just if I have a kid, I have one kid who's tiny, right? Every time I go to the doctor, I'm like, are we okay here? Are we okay? Like he's tiny. And the doctor's like, his growth chart is consistent. It's not dipping down. It's not falling. I'm like, okay, we're good here. That's what monetary goals are. They give us that ability to say, is my growth consistent? If not, what do I need to go back and look and see what's happening here? Um, so I love that kind of, yes, growing in the kingdom is your reality. You're going to grow this year. If income is one of the things you want to see growth in, mark it look and say, what is it that I am monitoring to see if there's not growth here? There's something happening, right? There's a problem mm -hmm. beneath the surface. <laughs> right. Um, okay, Cassie. Well, um, thank you so much for being here. Is there any last words, final words you'd like to share with our listeners? I would encourage the listeners not, I hate to just be like a book pitch salesman, but if you are interested in understanding the mindsets and embracing, we talked about having knowledge and wisdom. I think wisdom comes 
from having the knowledge to seek the Lord in. So go and grab the Multiply book. It's on uh, Amazon. You can get it as a free. If you're subscribed to their readers, you can get it for free, or it's like it's like $8 for the digital download. Sit with the Lord and ask him what is his heart for you and your business for kingdom multiplication, because it's going to be unique and it's going to be different for each one of you. Um, but that was a question I honestly never asked until he showed me the opportunities that lied there. And when I asked it, it opened, it like took the lid off the box. I was like, oh, there's more available to me because I, I know to look for it now. I know to um, even create that expectation for it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's good. Um, yeah. And I'll put the link for that in the show notes and the description below and things. Um, can, uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and get in touch with you and all those things? Yeah, the easiest place since this is a group for moms is Christian Women Business Builders. We have a free Facebook community. Um, we are kicking off our Grow Collective. If this comes out by the end of the year, um, we've got a special pricing on that. And if not, it's still super affordable for a monthly option where you can get in there and grow your business from the peace of the Lord versus the stress of the world. Um, so the free Facebook group tells you all about that. We've got a podcast, all the fun things, but come and check us out on Facebook. That's where we kind of gather. Okay. Thank you so much for being here today, Cassie. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawiththecalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.